welcome back everybody to the players club podcast another more classical episode like we used to do back in the day uh and by back in the day i mean like two or three episodes ago um so yeah welcome back uh you already know i'm emmett watkins jr who's always here but i'm joined here once again today by alan muir the grand return on his birthday no less how's it going man it is going good i'm a 27 year old male how does it feel to be on the other side of, I guess, 26? <laughs> oh, man. Three years are going to, three years from now, I'm going to be just crazy. Hey, man. From from what everyone tells me, the 30s are the best years of your life because you're not fumbling and still figuring shit out like in the 20s. By the time the 30s are out, you're, you know what you're doing and you can just do what you want. At least that's what I hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Like you said, we got three years to give a shit about that. So let's see what's popping today. Um, today on the docket, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the games we played during the Steam Games Festival that wrapped up just a few days ago. Um, there were like hundreds of demos. I don't think either of us played all of them. Uh, but we have opinions on some of them. And some of them are overlapping. I definitely, because I'm looking at the doc right now. One of them we both have, and I really want to talk about that one because I I don't know if you're more positive on it than me because I would be negative as fuck. <laughs> or maybe not that negative, but, you know, we'll get there as we get there. Um, but, of course, that main topic is what we get into in the second half of the show. We're going to start off by talking about what we've been playing. And to kick us off today, Al, I'm going to go ahead and hand the reins to you. You can talk about any of the games you want to first off. So what you feeling like? I'll I'll start off quick with a game I haven't I haven't I've not been playing that long. Uh, Star okay. Wars Bounty Bounty Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the one that I was curious about because this has been on my uh, well, I guess in my PlayStation Now queue for weeks and weeks and weeks, but I just never hopped on it. So, what what got you into this one besides being a Star Wars fan? <laughs> I actually tried streaming it, mm. and to my chagrin, turns out I have a bad upload speed. Oh god damn it. <laughs> yeah, so that means any chance I wanted to stream any chance I I had of wanting to stream completely dead right now. Jeez Louise. Well, hey, at least that doesn't affect your enjoyment just playing it on yourself and hopefully you've been enjoying it that way at least. Well, I'm ho- hopefully I can, if all things go goes planned, I'm recording them in 1 hour increments using the PS5 mm-hmm. uh capture oh, okay. Yeah, it's a lot easier to use on PS5 than it is on PS4. And it's very of the 2000s. Certainly. <laughs> with both, like, obviously visually and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the gameplay design is kind of similar, or just, like, puts you in that vibe again, where it's very, I don't know, it just it radiates PS2 energy. And I know that's dumb because it's a PS2 game, but it just looks so much like one of those games, not ahead of its time at all. Yeah, um... There are so many times, so many times I've been, I've, I've only been playing the game for maybe an hour, but like combined, hmm. a lot of points already where I was just like, why is this button doing? Why is, why is like, why is it, why is this, is this button inverted? Oh god! Or why is this button? Why is the shoot button uh, squ- square? Wait, it is. What the hell is that? Uh, you lock on with R one, and you're supposed to tap like tap like mash uh, square. That sounds bad. That's literally the opposite of what I was hoping that game would play like. Because like I said, I've been interested in it. Looking at gameplay, it looks fun. But that just sounds unintuitive. It actually, I mean, this could just be me enjoying a bad game. <laughs> but I, I kind of enjoyed it. Huh. I'll be because 
it feels like you're a it kind of feels like like what the premise should be a a space western oh okay well in that case it sounds like it's matching the vibes is it so would you say it's not clunky much at all or would you say it's just oh it's clunk it's clunky oh, okay <laughs> uh that's the thing i was afraid of but some would say um... it's clunky <laughs> that was a reference i did not see coming McClunky. God damn. Yeah. Got to depend on you for the Star Wars references. But <laughs> I I was going to ask because uh, because you're playing this one right now. I was like, maybe you're in a bounty hunter mood because uh, what's his name? The who just got the role for Joel, who's also in the Mandalorian. Oh, Pedro uh, Pascal. Thank you, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I was like, is that why you suddenly got the urge for it? <laughs> but it sounds like it's just more natural. Well, there's multiple reasons. Um the, the the recent news of the massive developed Star Wars open world game. Yeah, that's exciting as well. Looking forward to it. And a rumor that there's a another a news like a Star Wars shooting shooter title set to release this year. Ooh, like a first person shooter? Possibly first or third, which Bounty Hunter mm-hmm. does technically makes use of first and third person, so Huh. I I didn't hear about that rumor at all. The only other Star Wars related rumor I've heard is uh, the Knights of the Old Republic coming back in some way. Or is it Old Republic? Uh, uh, the ones t- that aren't the MMO. Uh, it's t- you're talking about KOTOR 1 and 2? Yeah, KOTOR 1 and 2. I, I heard that a 3 was being made by a developer that isn't Bioware. Yeah, so it's not KOTOR 1 and 2 aren't necessarily being, aren't really being remade or anything. Mm-hmm. It's more along lines of like what with like with Bounty Hunter, uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer, where they're just yeah. being ported to other systems or modern okay. systems. That like, that makes a little more sense. An example is uh, Republic Commando, which came out on Xbox and PC like 15 years ago, or no, 16 mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> Long ass time, yeah. Is coming to Switch. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, I did hear about that. Um, that. You know what? That's actually another one that's just sitting in my... I think I got it for Games with Gold one one month, and I've just been like, yeah, it looks cool. A squad-based Star Wars shooter? That sounds interesting, but here I am. Still haven't touched it, so that's just another one I have to get around to. But I don't know. It sounds like, it sounds like all of these are at least solid enough to try if you're interested, like I am, maybe. Yeah, and the KOTOR remake is actually being done by Spire. Oh, okay. That's the developer I've been hearing pop up in a lot of these rumors. Yeah, and they they've done work with with the Star Wars license in the past. Yeah, they done a lot of stuff. They I think they're actually behind like the racer port and uh, a handful of other things. What's the um? What's the third person Star Wars game where it's all about lightsaber combat? Whichever one that is. Uh, let me see. Star Wars games because they they aspire just released or just ported a couple of those games onto switch um, onto switch and PS4. I think uh, let me look this up. Let me type in Star Wars games PS4. <laughs> that might bring me to where I need to be. Uh, no, it's just a bunch of Battlefront and Lego. <laughs> Come on. Where are the other ones? Not Race of Revenge. Uh, Oh, man, it's on the tip of my tongue. I see the gameplay in my... Oh, Jedi Starfighter. Actually, it's not Jedi Starfighter, but that is one of them. Are you thinking of the Jedi Academy games? Thank you. Jedi Academy. That's the one. 
because I have it. It looks like mercenaries from the camera angle, but it's just swinging your lightsaber all around, and it's like very technical. Yeah, very crazy, just lightsaber, like very intense lightsaber combat. Yes, indeed. Yeah, they they brought the first game and the sequel to modern consoles not too long ago. I want to say like a year or two ago, and then Racer was last year. So I feel like they're working their way through all the Star Wars stuff to just bring them to modern consoles. So yeah, I think those are they're pro- they're up to something in the Star Wars realm. They're going to bring some more stuff, I'm sure, because they like money. <laughs> I'm sure they do. So yeah, so yeah, that's pretty good. So it sounds like I should go ahead and give Bounty Hunter a shot one of these days yeah the only it, there are some like there are more other infuriating things like the beginning of right up like the first moment of gameplay you lose your jetpack hmm. oh god that does not sound fun and the overall like the, the jetpack game like the jetpack gameplay mm-hmm. not that great not that not the best oh well it's also disappointing but i mean it is a what decade plus year old game so i it's, can't be too mad it's maybe 18 years old Ooh, you know what ah oh, that does check out because that would be like 2003 or so i mean it was it was during the star wars blitz it front like right between, between right after or between um phantom menace and clone wars mm, okay yeah so it was definitely 2002 2003 somewhere in there Whew, okay yeah <laughs> Well, hey, there is a lot of novelty, especially recently. I've been thinking about this a lot. There's a lot of novelty in older titles, and I've just been thinking about ancient games a lot recently (laughs) for whatever reason. Um, Or actually, I know the reason, because um, a couple weeks ago, uh, there's this game called Breakdown for the original Xbox. Have you ever heard of that one? Yes, I have. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like you know it well. yeah, the only reason I was thinking about it is because it it was all first person, and that was the game's whole gimmick is that everything was in first person, from the cutscenes to every single animation, just everything, and it looked really interesting. Not good, but interesting. So I wanted to try it out, and you know, I haven't gotten around to it. I did claim it for Games for Gold, but you know, that's a game I want to get around to, and also Lost Planet Two is free uh, for Games for Gold this month, so I. I really loved Lost Planet 2's demo that was on PS3. I played that all the time. So I'm just thinking about a lot of old games. And I'm like, what if I just dropped all this stuff and played something that didn't, you know, run buttery smooth just to see what it is? (laughs) So, yeah. But speaking of buttery smooth, um, I'll go ahead and take that to another game that we have on this list, which is uh, one that I've been playing, Apex Legends Season 8. I have been pretty much... The last like month or two, I have been hardcore on Apex Legends. Like uh, I came around on it hard late last year, like I think November sometime. And with season eight, this is like the first season to where I was like anticipating it and jumped on because with season seven, once it came out, I was like, all right, I'm 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 in love with Apex. But season eight, I was already in love beforehand. So it was a lot of me. I mean, I got to like level 70 something in the battle pass and that's 100 levels so like that was a lot of gameplay i already put into season seven but eight has kicked off and i've been playing a lot with um with uh mario uh mario not bros you might know him on twitter he's a part of kind of funny community he streams every now and then so i'll hop on with him and yeah i've just been having a blast man (laughs) it is so much fun it is a um they have a new character called fuse and he has different abilities where he's basically all about explosions so you can carry more grenades when you have him 
And he's also the type where his little ability is like a little, I guess, I don't know what you want to call it. Like kind of like firecrackers where he just puts down an area of effect where it's like small explosions everywhere. And you have to stay in that explosion for a long time for it to kill someone, but it will force people to kind of like get out of the way. So if you're trying to flush people out from cover, you can kind of use that right behind the rock or something. Um, and he has an ultimate ability where he just drops a circle of fire around a certain point. And I have, I've yet to be able to do this. I've, n- I've never been able to coordinate this with anybody. Um, Cause even when I'm playing with Mario, if I'm playing someone that isn't lifeline, he's playing lifeline. <laughs> Cause that's just what he likes to do. But you can get really good combos with this character where if you drop that little fire circle, you can get Horizon. Her ultimate is a black hole that sucks everyone towards it. So if you get a team who's on the edge of that circle, you suck them through the black hole, they get hit with the fire. You can get Caustic to drop his ultimate, which is just a cloud of nauseous gas that just does damage to people. And people just wither away very quickly. (laughs) It's very satisfying. Um, and so, yeah, I've been playing as him a little bit. I'm still don't quite have the hang of him yet, but, um, I'm getting better and better with him every match. And as far as the gameplay, it's just apex legends is just still great. You know, 60 frames per second running buttery smooth. Like I alluded to earlier and it's just really fun. It's really satisfying to get headshots on people and just to get shots on people in general, where there's. One thing I like about this game is that unlike a Call of Duty or even Titanfall 2, which I love a whole lot, um, unlike those games where you die in like two or three bullets, uh, this game gives you a lot more leniency where you don't quite die instantly. There's a little bit more of a dance to combat, but you also know exactly how much damage you're doing to people because your hit markers will change based off of if the if the enemy you're shooting is uh, has a shield still or not. Or, you know, tell you exactly how much damage you're doing so you can hear if their shields are broken. It just delays, it delivers a lot of information without being too intrusive or too complicated. And so, yeah, I'm fine. So, yeah, it's a fucking good time. I'll tell you that. Um, And tell me if I'm wrong. You still haven't played a match of Apex Legends yet, right? I still haven't played a game. The only only Battle Royale game I've played has been... Uh, f- that one match in Fortnite, which you can find yeah. on the cha- which you can find on the channel. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you know what? Shit out. Because we're mentioning it, I'm just gonna bring it up. <laughs> That'll and be I, in the description. I had enough confidence that day that I decided to actually speak while playing the game. It's oh. like you'll hear me oh. just commenting on stuff and me commenting, commentating on what happens after I die because I didn't know you're supposed to just like Wait, leave- go into the next match. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were supposed to just leave the match when you're when you die. Oh, you were waiting to respawn? I was just, I was just waiting. I was seeing just seeing how how long I could get the video to go. <laughs> oh, God bless your soul. And the, but, yeah, the only the, that the only other the only other battle royale game I've played has been. I mean, technically it counts uh, Fall Guys. Oh yeah, that counts. I would say it counts. Which, yeah, you can also find a video of that on the channel as well with. Where Graydon got a crown. Oh hell yeah! As a God, I I don't think I think I might have won one match of Fall Guys. So the fact that he even got a crown is like incredible. <laughs> that game's really hard. I I almost actually I almost got one too, but I missed it by like a mill like a not even like a couple few inches. Damn, that's always how it happens. Someone hits you, you go ragdoll, and then someone walks over your body. <laughs> that is so much how it happens. But yeah. 
yeah, a lot of good battle royales out there. There is, um, you know what? I, I really don't have too much to say on it. I actually want to play a little bit of it this weekend since it's double XP, but uh, Rogue Company, which is a game I've talked about on here a lot, uh, they just revealed their first season of Battle Pass the last couple days. I think the same week it came out, yeah. Um, and actually, if you guys want to try it out, if you have an Xbox and Game Pass Ultimate, they are giving away a couple tiers in that battle pass with some premium currency. So if you want to jump in and get a little bit of a leg up on some of those cosmetics and whatnot, you can jump in there. But um, I have been playing it a little bit and it is. I'll tell you what, man, as someone who's very used to the super fast uh, pace of Apex Legends and also I'm used to an Apex. Yes, in Apex, when you die, you're out of the game. but like you can come back at some point like like in apex even when you get downed and even when they like take you out after you're already down you can still pick up their tags and like go to a respawn station they can pop back in in in, in uh what, what's the game in rogue company there is none of that if you die in a round you gotta wait till the next round and the rounds are fast but like god i miss being able to still have that chance even after i'm down and out um but hey, different types of games. And like I said, I'll, I'll have more to say on Rogue Company once I play a little bit more of the new content for this season. But uh, yeah, that game's still fun. That game's still free and it's still on everything with cross buy and cross saves. So get well, well not cross buy. It's free to play. Anyway, cross save. Go try it out. Um, anywho, that's all I got for that one. Uh, but speaking of games that we play a little well. I was going to say a little too much. I don't think either of us play them like an unhealthy amount, but our regulars. So uh, what's that regular title you've been hopping back into the last couple of days? It will be the show 20 because it's that time of year. Uh, oh, yeah. The technical beta or the tech, technical, te the tech test is mm -hmm. uh, starting. His like submissions have started up. So I signed up for Xbox Series X and PS5 versions. There you go. You know what's up, and I made sure to like Graydon know because he's he always, he tends to miss out on these things. Yeah, good call. And yeah, I'm just like there's gonna be a and like everything with the new game, but the next the incoming game, there's gonna be cross uh, cross gen, not cross gen, cross mode play. Like if you mm -hmm. take if you have a road to the show player, you can you can take him out of that and put him into Diamond Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, that does look very that part looks really cool. I didn't wait. I didn't know they had that feature. I thought it was literally just cross play. I didn't know you could like bring stuff over. Yeah, this is this is this this has to be like a because we've made so much money, we're going to invest more into do, do like trying new things out. Huh. So I'll like damned. they're also have it. They're also adding um, a creative stadium. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't see that either. That's crazy. Yeah. And like if if you remember last year when i i had mentioned like they were going up they're going balls out for that uh -huh. that for last year's version of the game i think they're doing they're actually doing that for this year's version huh wow they're listening to the fans then huh yeah oh man <laughs> i can i cannot wait like Dude. the the tech test starts in 11 days oh wow you have no you have very little time just one more Actually, maybe two more weeks, but shoot. <laughs> Actually, I feel like everyone's going to be kind of waiting in anticipation for the next 11 days because today is the day where 
taxes are starting to be processed. So everyone's waiting for their money right now. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, the game comes out uh, on 420. Oh, of course. <laughs> Gotta love that drop of irony. Or, or just even make it even the stretch stretch out even more. 420, 420 for $69 or 69.99. <laughs> God, I love the memes that are coming out of just this new game pricing. Don't quite love the game pricing, but you know, outside of a handful of titles, I am probably going to skate by without having to pay that much for all the games I'm looking forward to. But yeah, man, I I'm very happy for you, man. It I was really, I was really kind of weirdly excited to see the new MLB, the show, you know, get its Xbox branding for the first time or its Xbox version just in general for the first time and to see all the new features that not just are coming in the new version, but are coming to everyone this time. It feels really cool. And I, that's why I was like, I saw that and I was like, all right, Al, <laughs> this is your moment. The madness, oh, the music, you never let it go. Speaking of the yeah. most recent episode of uh, of uh, when Graydon basically just did a one man intervention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, of, because of the microtransactions I that I just cannot pass up. Oh my God. Of... That I, well, here, I'm going to let you finish your microtransaction story because I have things so, to say. Listeners, our listeners who play the show know that for like a certain amount, a set amount of money, you can buy stubs that can go towards uh, card packs, uh, franchise budget, like franchise money, and other mm -hmm. stuff. I ten, I've 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 occasionally spent, or over the course of from two thousand not from oh nine to now, I've spent maybe a thousand dollars. Oh God, <laughs> young man! And oh. Graydon just straight up said, like, uh, there's a point where I was like, is, is this is is he doing an an, an, an intervention? <laughs> he's like, he's look, like, we got to talk he, about that. He, he, that. He mentioned that and how I don't have to buy the hot, the most expensive version of the game. <laughs> True. Which I'd not do. I, I did order or pre-order the, uh, the ones that come with the, the with both, both the gen versions. Of the okay. Game. All right. That makes sense. Because I'm going to play it. Try, I'm going to see how it runs on, 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 on a, yeah. an Xbox one X. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I will say though, I probably shouldn't be buying the most expensive version of all these games, but also, this year specifically with it i if i bought it i would not play it i know myself but like around on including that stuff so i think that's a really cool you know addition to kind of bring that bring those two things together a little bit more concretely so you know if you bought the expensive edition this year i wouldn't well, be mad at you the, the most expensive <laughs> edition costs like one hundred hundred and ten dollars i end oh. up buying the 85 dollar edition so technically oh grains intervention worked except i bought it twice but I bought the same same uh, SKU on PS4 or PS5 and Series X. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Yeah, the edition you bought is the Jackie Robinson edition, so you're totally fine. Yeah, the collector's edition. Yeah, so so don't spend any more money than that. Damn it, <laughs> that's your limit. Oh, uh, boy. And, and, and you just know, a yeah. Funny, just a funny thing. When the mm -hmm. news when the the news broke that the that MLB was they were going to acknowledge stats made by former like from black ball players who weren't in the game at the time in the Negro Leagues mm -hmm. on the I'll be the show subreddit when someone posted that and just made it basically just said well it looks like San, Sony San Diego's 
has, has a new slew of uh, Diamond Dynasty cards to make. Oh God, <laughs> that's true. Because like they just they they milk the whole thing. Yeah, man, they're they're going into every single corner of the league, and now they just expanded it <laughs> tenfold. I'm surprised that they haven't gone to Japan yet, or Taiwan, or Dominican Republic, or Cuba. Bro, just give them give them just a few more years. They gotta they gotta work on that switch port for the next year, and then after that, once it's on PC as well, then it's everything, man. They're taking that extra year to just drop it oh, from every single place. If it ever get, it goes to PC, there's gonna be a it's gonna be a modding like utopia oh actually that's a good point <laughs> god yeah I mean, oh like can you imagine i can because <laughs> when horizon came out for pc someone made a a nude aloy mod wait really yeah i should i have not kept up with the horizon zero dawn mod scene at all horizon pc mods <laughs> I'm about to look some shit of this up. Oh, oh, they have a Nexus community tab. Oh, Lord. Okay, why are they reworking the fit? Okay. Oh, white hair. Okay. Actually, these aren't horrible. All right. I, I was expecting, because you know, f- female characters in a game with mod support, I get scared immediately, but the front well, page isn't horrible. Well, they they kind of hide it like for people who aren't registered. Oh, well, shit. Let me log in. <laughs> oh, God. Let's see what happens. Because this happened I, back a couple months ago when I was getting into Fallout 4 hardcore with the mods. Yeah. I did, dude, I went to the mod scene and was like looking up shit on Nexus. I was like, dude, why are there so many different varieties of the same type of mod? <laughs> oh, God. I was like, what? What? how? <laughs> Do they get tired of it ever? <laughs> and the answer is apparently no. Um, all right, let's see here. I'm logged in. Where are they going to show me? All right, maybe I'm not logged in. All right, this is going to take too long. I gave up on it. But if anything happens later, I'll tweet about it probably. <laughs> but yeah, to get back on topic, yeah, MLB the show. Um, I'm glad that it's still, you know, the quality of life improvements are getting updated, but they're also doing a lot of uh, bigger and better things with the franchise that I'm glad a lot of people are happy about. And on Xbox, no less, which, t- correct me if I'm wrong, you're mostly an Xbox guy, right? I don't know why I have this perception, but I feel like that was that was established at some point, unless I'm wrong. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm it's mainly split between PC Series X or X PlayStation, Xbox and PC. Oh, okay. So you're more agnostic then. Yeah, but if with the, the news with the recent stuff about PS5 controller uh uh drift. Yeah. I may just start playing MLB on Series X just so I don't have to worry about because like I've I've put in maybe 50 to 100 hours on hmm. on on the PS5. Yeah. It'll just be dangerous on, if just, it's all messed just up. Just on MLB. Jesus Christ, that's I don't want to think of that. That just sounds painful. <laughs> then again, I'm I just hit 100 hours in Apex and I'm like at 130 on Titanfall, but that's nothing compared to the entire franchise of MLB for you. Lord have mercy. But hey, we'll we'll see what happens with that cuz I I haven't encountered any uh drift on PlayStation. Um 
even though I've heard, I don't know if it's the same level of drift in everyone's controllers where you have it compared to uh, the Joy-Cons from Nintendo, but, you know, a couple of people are having issues and it just seems like there's so much stuff in the DualSense where it seems inevitable that something's going to fail just because there's so much going on, you know, with the rumble and the triggers and all this stuff. So eh, we'll see. We'll see on that. You know, jury's out. Um, but speaking of jury, or actually, no, uh, mm, what's a good what's a good segment? You know what? Screw it. We're not making a segment. You know what? Actually, Jimothy I, Robinson. I, 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 I can. Oh, please go ahead. It's getting pretty dark out. <laughs> it is. It is 6 p.m. right now. That is correct. Um, yeah, it's getting dark out just like Little Nightmares, <laughs> which is what I've been playing recently. Um yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about Little Nightmares 2. Uh, that's coming out. Actually, it came out this past Tuesday, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's our. I actually picked it up on Stadia. It's free with Stadia Pro. So I re-upped my subscription just so I can claim that game. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't gotten around to playing any of the Little Nightmares games. So I really wanted to give one of them a shot. And Little Nightmares 1 was free on games for gold and it was also on playstation now more recently so i said you know what why not let's give it a shot put it on the ps5 been playing through it um and i'm enjoying it quite a bit it is very much so it feels like it feels like inside but a little bit more artificial all right we're good all right sorry about that let's get back to what we were talking about anyway little nightmares uh playing it on ps the ps4 version on ps5 of course and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It feels kind of like slightly more artificial uh, inside, which uh, have you ever played inside, by the way? No, I do plan, but I do plan on playing it, trying it someday. Okay, good, good. Definitely get around to that. That is like a, that's a very great experience. I don't want to talk about it too much because I feel like the fun of that game is just seeing what it has up its sleeve. But um, much like that game, uh, Little Nightmares kind of has a very sinister vibe where it's it's very creepy without outright being like horrific. Uh, there's very little blood and gore. Actually, I think there's like besides one scene I've been playing for about the game's like five hours total and I've been playing for just under three hours. And there's literally only one scene where you could consider it a little bit violent where some arms get cut off. That's all I'll say. Um, but that scene was like there was no blood. There was like a little bit of like a black splatter <laughs> when that happened. And that was it. There, there is very not graphic, but it's still creepy and it's still eerie. And um, I've, I've often said in the past how, oh, I don't like horror games. And I'm realizing more and more that that's not true because I'm getting into a game like this. And of course, I love Resident Evil. Uh, I love the Fear franchise, or at least Fear 2. Um, so yeah, I, I really do enjoy that feeling of not knowing what's around the corner, the mysteriousness in the shadows. I like that uncertainty, uh, but I don't always love the hyperviolence of movies, at least. if it, A hyperviolent game is nothing to me, but a hyperviolent movie just just makes me sick so uh little nightmares is definitely scratching that itch it's a lot of like you're a small character all the other enemies and whatnot are like four or five times your height so they're huge and they just pick you up like your little doll um and you're running around you're hiding in shadows you're picking up items 
And I really like how, because the character you play as is so small, you are looking at the environment in a kind of different way where like sometimes there'll be locks on doors and in order to open the lock, you have to go find the key. And when you pick up the key is literally half the size of your character. So you have to hold it like it's like it's a I don't know what's a good like it's a chair, like it's a big ass loaf or, or I was thinking like a loaf of bread in your arms, but like a loaf of bread is smaller than this key is to her. So um, it, it's just a very interesting, of course, the art style is very eerie, very creepy. And it's a little bit sinister. Some of the things they make you do um, kind of similar to both Limbo and Inside. There are some moments where I'm like, did that just happen? That seems like something that should be elaborated on rather than them just continuing with the game. And then it just continues with the game. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see where this game ends up. And I've heard that the protagonist of this first game is in the second game. So I'm excited to find out where that is, how that even works out, what that's supposed to mean. And just to see where this all goes. I'm really enjoying the art design. I, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's hitting a very specific niche that I'm like, oh, I just like it's a vibe. I'm playing it more for the vibe rather than the gameplay because the gameplay is really just puzzle platforming, very simple stuff. But um, I'm enjoying that vibe. Uh, and outside of the game itself, I will also say that. Uh, how do I say this? Or actually not. How do I say this? What am I trying to say? Uh, I picked myself up a Razor Kishi. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, long story short, Razer Kishi is that thing you've probably seen. Uh, Xbox was sending out a lot of them when Game Pass came to Android with the xCloud announcement. They oh, gave away that, a lot of these. Is that the, mm -hmm. like, you put it on the end of, or you put your, your phone in it, and it turns, mm -hmm. it's like, looks like a Switch? Yes, exactly. I picked okay. myself up one of those. Yeah, it was one of those things where I've been working a lot, so I had, like... Uh, when I got my paycheck in and I didn't do much that week. So I was like, oh man, I have a little bit of extra money and the key. She's like 10% off. Let me go ahead and use a gift card and get this for real cheap. So I went ahead and jumped on it and I've been using it a decent bit. I've been, I played a little bit of xCloud on there. I beat a whole mission from Halo Reach in it. Uh, I played some Stadia on there, which I know. Yeah, Stadia. Um, and I played... What else? I played some Round Guard on there on my, through my Xbox with remote play, and I did some PS5 remote play stuff as well. I played a whole mission in Division 2 with remote play. Um, and I also tried out Little Nightmares as well. And Little Nightmares, I don't think it's specific to the game. I just want to say that up front, but my connection has been the most iffy when playing Little Nightmares. Um, where I, I'm playing the way that my room is set up we have wi-fi covering the whole house but it doesn't quite reach to the like garage area when you, when you start getting to that area of the house it's like not as strong and my bed is located almost directly underneath the garage so like the wi-fi doesn't reach to my to that corner of the room perfectly and when i'm using remote play when i'm using this thing I'm using it in bed, and so it just doesn't quite reach all the way. Other games are working fine, but then I'll get connections issue, connection issues through those. And Little Nightmares, I was thinking, because when I played the Division 2, you can't pause the Division 2. So if I disconnect, it's over. <laughs> like, I just, I just get shot, and that's it. Um, and other games like that, too. I tried Control and some of these other games I've talked about. You, you're just screwed if the connection drops. Little Nightmares, I thought, okay, 
I think I'll be fine if this drops. I think I'll be fine if, you know, I can't quite get the inputs right or if there's lag. No, there are actually a decent number of times where you're like in a chase scene or when it's like, this is a stealth game. So if I, if the input's overcorrect and I tiptoe into the, into the light outside of the shadow, then I'm kind of fucked. So I was like, all right, I got to put this down and just play it on the actual screen like a normal person. But once I did that, I was enjoying it a lot more. And now I am three fifths of the way through the game. So I'll more than likely beat it. Honestly, probably this weekend. I have a little bit of time. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a really good time with that game. And then I'll play the sequel soon after because I am into this franchise. I really like this series. So I'm glad I'm finally getting around to it. So, yeah. That's why I think a little nightmares. Uh, did, have you been hearing any of the hype for the sequel? Any interest at all, or just another game? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been interested in Little Nightmares since I first saw it on an episode of Dude Soup, like in tw- when the game first came out. Oh, that's a that's a reference. I remember Dude Soup. Yeah, back during the hard netting era. era. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. Man, I respect that. This is definitely one like a lot of Let's Players have been playing. If not just this first game or the second game, they've been playing this franchise a lot because it's very good. I've noticed that this game is really appealing to children because it's it's a horror game without the stuff that makes horror adult. It's just it's all creepy. It's all unsettling, but it's not necessarily hyper violent in a way that would scar a child. So I've been like Gary Wood was talking about Little Nightmares 2 and the fact that he's playing the first one. Actually, no, not Gary Wood. Uh, who is it? Kyle Hilliard. Kyle Hill. Kyle. Ugh, Kyle Hilliard is the one over at MinMax. Uh, he was talking about how he was playing the first game, and then his daughter kind of like came to him and was like, "Hey, I've been watching streamers and stuff play the first game. Can I watch you play the second? And so they've been playing it together, actually, which I thought sounded really weird, but I can kind of understand it. It kind of has a the art style and the vibe of it kind of has a similar aesthetic to like Coraline or or the movie nine if you ever seen that movie i really like the movie nine um yeah it kind of has that vibe to it and i'm really enjoying it so yeah i'll probably see it to completion and i'll probably beat it before i beat alan wake which i've kind of left on the back (laughs) bag burner but i'll get back to that too as far as creepy games are concerned but yeah that's what i'm up to recently so yeah, with that being said, uh, I think it's time we go ahead and give some time to these Steam demos. What say you? Sure. I mean, we, we're not going to go over all 500. <laughs> yeah, we we do not have the time to go over even half of that much, but uh, we did get about 10% of that for each of them. Or actually, is 5% 10% of that? That doesn't make sense. What? Hey, Google, what's 5% of 500? is 25 oh wow okay no i did bad math anyway (laughs) we we do have a couple of games here each of us have about five demos that we want to talk about um so we're just going to give a little bit of a shout out um I, i said earlier i don't think i said this on the show but between us not all of the games we're going to talk about here we have positive things to say but we all have things to say on them um and actually i didn't list all I didn't list every single demo I played, but I, I'm actually looking at it. There are actually two games, no, three games that you played, Al, that I've also tried out as well. So uh, we'll have a little bit of back and forth here. So um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you go first again if you want to. Uh, you can talk about any one of your games first. Uh, sure, I'll get the quickest one out of the way. 
uh, Space Station Sprint. Oh, that's the one that I also played. I played very little of it, but I did try it out. So, uh, what'd you think about it? I I liked it. Uh, it it felt it felt a bit like uh, strafe. Yes, I did get heavy strafe vibes from it. And yeah. like the goal is to it. It's sort of like a basically strafe. I felt like a speed running strafe. Yeah, hence the name Space Station Sprint. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. <laughs> we say it out loud. That does make sense. Yeah. The and... only. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just I only I only put in about five six minutes. Mm. Actually, I think, same. Yeah, I think that was all the, all the demo what like was. Yeah, it was like one maybe two levels. There wasn't too much to it, but you know, understandable considering it's still in development. Or actually, shoot, the release date is listed as Q one twenty twenty one. So like, shit, it might be coming out soon. <laughs> That's a little interesting yeah the the only thing about the only thing about it where i i went when i went to the whole list of demos i was like all right everything controller support i don't want to have to fiddle with mouse and keyboard and space station sprint is listed as controller supported but it might not be specifically for like the xbox one with the wireless adapter like for some reason my controller wasn't working and i didn't really i didn't want to go through troubleshooting because it's just a demo so i played it with mouse and keyboard and honestly you you compared it to strafe and i think you're right i also compared a little bit to titanfall not that much but just in the way that like they had a slide mechanic that was very similar to the one in apex legends or actually maybe apex legends is the better comparison rather than titanfall but just the the way it wants you to be fast and i notice a lot of certain things in the game were like because you're being timed that's the whole reason why you have to do everything so fast and there are different things in the environment that you can either pick up or shoot and they're small enough to where it feels like a pixel perfect type thing where it's like rewarding aim if you can hit it right and with a mouse that made sense but like my sensitivity was off but you know it would make sense if the sensitivity was perfectly tuned but with a controller i question like would that like feel good or right you know what i mean because yeah. usually you know hit boxes are a little wider with controllers so yeah that um either yeah some, either sometime in the coming in like the next seven days uh, there's a bunch of demos like i uh me josh Graydon, we we recorded game we captured game or recorded gameplay of different demos uh hmm. Graydon did balan wonderland ah okay I, I i think i saw that video pop up in the box and i want to watch that one because i have heard so many things about that demo <laughs> none of which are good yeah, one of them. Another one was Despots something. Despots. Oh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I haven't. I honestly, I haven't seen anything about that game, but I, I have to look at some footage for that. Oh, okay. I just logged into uh, Nexus Mods. It was the first fucking thing I saw. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's aggressive. All right, I'm gonna s- scroll down off of that. Uh, as you were saying. <laughs> uh, as as I was saying. So like. The games, like some of the games, that, uh, uh, Heike is another game that's going to be on the channel soon. Oh, okay. Not heard of that one. Uh, Stay Out of the House. Oh, yeah. That's a that's another one I scrolled past but didn't actually, you know, stop to try out. But it looked pretty interesting. Uh, the, this one that just, I don't understand. Uh, the Lost Cube. The Lost Cube. It, it has a bunch of, it, it, it went up on the 10th or two days ago, and has almost 30 views. 
Oh, this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> the 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 thumbnail. I was expecting a cube for the thumbnail, but like that's not a cube. Someone's face. Hmm, interesting. I feel like for a lot of these people are like just especially when it's these Steam game demo things, it's like, oh, I I've never heard of this game. Let's watch a video for it. And then because there's video of the demos, it kind of, you know, feeds into people getting views. Um if you don't mind, I would like to point a finger at a game that we both have on our list here to talk about, because this is also one of the videos, not quite The Last of Us. Um, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I feel the way you, you feel about Potentia. Yeah, Potentia, um, where it's funny it's called Potentia, because I do feel like this game has potential. Uh, <laughs> that was corny as hell. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because... Let me let me look up this other game that I want to compare it to. Marlo Briggs. All right, there we go. So there's this game called oh, yeah, Marlo. Yeah, I, yeah I've, I know about Marlo Briggs. Oh, OK. Yeah, you know about Marlo Briggs. Uh, well, then, yeah, it's a long story short for people who don't know out there listening. It's basically a God of War clone. And when I say God of War, I mean before the reboot. So, you know, lots camera hack and slasher, that type of thing, over-the-top action. And Marlo Briggs is a really cool game, but it is very noticeably low budget. Like, <laughs> all, like I think there's one cutscene in the entire game where there are any animations, and then every other cutscene is like the the character models like frozen in time. Like, <laughs> and they have a really slick way of like kind of showing it where it, it's kind of like a really stylized thing of like, oh, he's moving so fast for all the enemies. It just cuts to him slicing this enemy and then breaking this enemy. When really it's just, they cut corners on animation. <laughs> but uh, the game is really cool despite that very obviously low budget. Potentia feels like, it feels like it's budget is what's making it a bad game. Like it, it, they're shooting because even the main character wearing a green, it's a white dude in a green shirt with a beard. It's Joel. <laughs> like it's, it's, I'm sure they are inspired at least a little bit by Joel from The Last of Us. Like it's very point blank and it's a post apocalyptic, you know, you're shooting people, you're picking up resources. Like it's the whole works and it's self mechanics too. And it just doesn't feel anywhere near the polish of The Last of Us the real one. So when you come and try to play this game, it feels like a very cheap knockoff of The Last of Us because it's so close yet so far. Where at least Marlo Briggs was, you know, different setting, different, you know, it was very different. Like the gameplay and the structure was different or was the same, but like there was a lot in there that made it its own where potentially it just feels like, man, you're trying to go for The Last of Us and you do not have the budget to do that and it it just makes the game suffer um i it sounds like you came to a similar conclusion on it like how do you feel about it yeah um there were there were, like obviously the video is like 20 some odd minutes long it was actually much longer because i actually got i got i got lost multiple times playing the game yeah here let so me like, ask I, this question real quick is your some your mic is popping a lot i'm not sure what's going on with that uh, how about now? Um, try it one more time. <laughs> how about now? Uh, nah, it's it. It very well could just be me. Let me turn down your volume a little bit. All right, try it. Try it one more time. Uh, how about now? Okay, it's not as bad now. Okay, I think it might have just been on my side. Um, anywho, yeah, you go ahead. So the video was a lot longer, and 
like maybe eight or seven or eight minutes longer. And I had to cut about seven or eight minutes because I just got lost. Oh, God. See, I didn't even beat the demo. Once I got to the supermarket and died, I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. That is, uh, that's actually where I where, I, where the, the demo ends for me, too. Or the, oh, court, the, the video ends. Oh, well, perfect. We had the exact same experience then. Yeah. Yeah, it just felt very weird. And even because I played with a controller and even the gunplay to me did not feel great. Like, yeah, yeah. they don't they don't do a good job of telling you of laying saying like you need to go here. There's no hint system. Mm -hmm. The only reason problem, the only reason I knew to to to, uh, jump onto that crate that was the yellow paint. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. And and honestly, that's another thing that compares it directly to The Last of Us, where they put the yellow paint in the places where you're supposed to climb, where it makes sense. That's a good, like, you know, environmental design, teach you how to play the game type thing. But like, dude, it's just so it, everything the game does well, it feels like it's derivative from one source, one very obvious source. So, yeah, I just. I don't know, man. It just feels really weird. I I don't want to roast it because th- I'm sure this is a small team. I'm sure they're doing their best with the budget that they have. But like, it, it's just maybe there's a story. And I even hesitate. Maybe I was about to say maybe there's a story behind it that is like going to be really good and all the characters are going to be strong and all that stuff. But like the voice acting even felt a little meh, you know? Yeah, it it, it felt very like as I, I just put or I, as I put in the video description, step into the generic shoes of a generic man and ge- in a generic world. <laughs> exactly. Because he, he was just like a bargain bin video game protagonist. He really was, dude. It was such a problem. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that game. I hope that it ends up being, you know, I, I hope the developers behind it learn a lot from making that game. And, Hey, I hope the game the game actually came out this week. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that. Oh man. Yeah, cuz I I remember I was listening to uh Kind of Funny Games Daily and they read it off on on the release list and I was like, "Holy shit. That thing is like coming out now." Lord have mercy, but hopefully they learn a lot. Hopefully they're able to come back and there are plenty of developers that make these weird middling games and actually what's the developer of uh of the game I was sh- not not Marlo Briggs. What's the developer of the other one? Deadfall Adventures. They make certain games, but they've gotten better over time. The Farm 51. Yeah, they've made... See, they've made some weird games. Like Deadfall Adventures is probably in a similar tier with, uh, with Portentia, uh, where Portentia is like, it just feels cheap. Uh, Deadfall Adventures is maybe slightly above it, but it's still ha- it's hitting that same area where it just feels too cheap for their ambition. But they've gone on to make some games that people legitimately love, like Get Even. I hear a lot of good things about Get Even. Um, Painkiller is like an older title that they also made, but you know, it's not quite <laughs> it's not quite on the level that you would think. But yeah, man, Farm Fifty One can make some great games. I'm sure this dev team this dev team can too. It's just you know. The scope has to match the abilities of the developers. So hopefully they're able to bring something to their next game. <laughs> I'm praying for them. Uh, boy. But yeah, with that, uh, I'll, do you want to actually we. You know what? 
I, I talked about one of my games. You talked about one of yours. Uh, do you want to talk about another one of your games, or you want me to go ahead with mine? I'll just leave it up to you. Uh, go ahead. Okay. We'll pop it off then. Um, so one that I tried out, uh, which isn't on your list, so I'll say this one. Uh, Potion Craft. This game, really the only reason I wanted to try this game out is because I saw a GIF of it blow up on, not Twitter, Reddit is where I saw it. Um, and basically, it's almost literally just a potion maker simulator uh, where if you've never seen this game, it looks like it looks like the game was animated on parchment paper. Like it looks really cool. It looks like, um, oh man, I'm going to make a lot of references to a lot of random games that people may or may not have played, but there's this one game. I want to say it's like it, it. So, you know, when you see like a pot, in Greek culture, when you see a pot with like all the little stat or figures and stuff on them and all the little paintings on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like those designs on the pots and paintings. It's like that for the whole game. Like that's what the entire art style looks like. Like, hold up. Let me, I'm just going to pull up a trailer so you can understand what I'm saying. Uh, or actually I'll just pull up the steam list alchemist simulator it's literally called potion craft alchemist simulator and it is very accurately that so yeah i'll let you look at that it looks really cool and so the whole gameplay loop is you go out into the garden where you have a bunch of mythical herbs and spices and whatnot you go into your lab you crush you crush everything up with a mortal and pastel uh then you throw a bunch of ingredients into your little cauldron you move the little bag to blow the wind and make the fire go higher. Uh, you'll cook everything. You stir everything manually. You pour water in to kind of counteract the heat. You do all of the, you do all the steps to make these potions manually uh, with your mouse, of course. And then you can take these potions and you're selling them to people. So people will come up and be like, Hey, uh, I want, I want my friend to like, learn not to like steal $5 from me. So can you make me a poison potion so I can just like make them sick a little bit and then you'll make a weak you'll wake up you'll make a weak potion for poisoning and then someone else is like I'm feeling a little under the weather and I don't want to miss this event can you give me like a small healing potion and then you'll give them the small healing potion and then there's like a whole skill tree it's like a a wide map like um if you ever played those games on mobile devices, like a lot, like early iPhone, early Android phone, where it was like an alchemy game, where it would be like you start with earth, wind, fire, and air, or no, earth, wind, fire, and water, and then you like combine earth and water, and then you get mud, and then you combine mud with fire, and then you get stone, and then you just keep going and going and going until you have a million different things that you made with all these combinations. Uh, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that, but if you just expanded it to, you know, selling the different merchants, uh, you can even haggle down prices. If you don't want to sell it for such a low price, you can haggle it up a little higher. Um, and there's just a lot of really interesting mechanics there. There's a leveling up system to where you can get better prices. You can get better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, there's just a lot of cool mechanics there to the point where it's no surprise that a lot of the demos I tried were shooters. This is the only game that I played that wasn't a shooter. And I think it might be the one that I enjoyed the most just because it's a really unique aesthetic, really, really unique idea. And I, if, if I wasn't playing this right before work, I probably would have sat there for a good hour, just making potions and watching things go. 
So yeah, had a good time with it. Potion craft, go check that one out. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you, uh, does it look all right to you? I don't know if you're looking at the steam, uh, page for uh, it or not. Yeah, it looks, it actually looks interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it looks interesting. It does. It kind of gives me vibes of like a flash game, <laughs> but I mean that in a good way in that, you know, most traditional games, like I said, I was doing all this with the mouse and keyboard. So like, I was using the mouse to stir the pot and to blow the little thing and to move the potions to the scale so they can see how much money it costs and all this stuff. Um, but it's it's not like a gameplay first game. This is definitely more of just a, oh, I'm just going to do this and put this here, put this here. There's no like skill involved necessarily, but you know, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. And let me see, is there a price listed on here? I mean, they say it's coming out this year, so I'm gonna. It's on my wish list already. We'll just wait and see when it comes out because I might get into that. So yeah, that's what I got to say on that one. Um, so what's the next game you want to talk about from your side of the pond? Uh, I will talk about Bloodroots. Bloodroots. Okay, this one I've also played back on Switch, but um, yeah. What did you think about this one? I don't know. I I sort of like conflicting. Like, part of me liked it because it felt like a Hotline Miami, meet just with melee and just picking up everything that you could did you could pick up. <laughs> Certainly, definitely good comparison. But it was just as easy it was to as simple as it was to play. It was simpler simpler enough to get into a dying streak. Ah, okay. So it felt like it is because it's one of those games where you die so easily and kill so easily. It's easy to get stuck in a loop of either. Yeah. Mm, yeah that makes a lot of sense I, I will say it's um actually i don't know if there's any like accessibility things for the game to make it like a little easier like something like celeste has but i feel like there might have been i don't know pop agenda worked on the game so like i just know pop agenda are good people but they're not actually developers so i can't <laughs> i can't say that like they had any input on it but i don't know blood roots i i would recommend maybe i'm not gonna say oh go play it because even i haven't beaten it or anything i only played it for like maybe two hours on switch but it's a pretty solid game and that hotline miami comparison you're making it is very true and once you because all it takes is just for one thing to go your way in a run and then you just keep that positive momentum going the entire run um so yeah i, I wouldn't fret too much on that but it is pretty solid once you uh what what's the word I'm looking for? It is pretty solid once you get into that loop, especially when you get into levels a little bit later down the road where you're just killing people. Like you get different weapons and there's like, cause I think the opening level is like what you get like rakes, hay bales, like really small things, but then you can pick up ladders later and like swing a ladder around like a helicopter and just take out like four people at once near you. And it's very satisfying. It's very, very satisfying. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's worth it if people are out there interested in it. But if it's not quite your bag, then I'm not going to try and force you to be like, hey, you're missing out on a classic because I can't say that in good faith. <laughs> but yeah, good shit nonetheless. So yeah, what I mean, what did you think about it? Did you like enjoy other than like, you know, getting stuck in a depth loop was like the art style appealing, all that other stuff around it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, very much. Okay. It sounds like it's just a simple like, eh, could could be, could not be type thing, right? Yeah, that hundred percent. Okay, 
in that case, I, I don't feel too bad for you. <laughs> Seems like you gave it a good college try, even if it ends up, you know, being for you or not being for you later down the road. It was the only reason I have it on Switch is because it was on sale for like $3 one day. So I, I have a feeling it, that was for an anniversary sale. So when the anniversary comes up this year, it very well might drop to that price again. So be on the lookout. I'd recommend it for people out there. Um, and it's worth it's worth a little bit more than three dollars as well. I'd say you could probably pay ten or fifteen, and I'd be happy. Um, but outside of that one, I want to talk about. Uh, you know what? We'll split these up. I'm going to talk about Almighty Kill Your Gods. Um, have you seen this one? This one's kind of batshit insane. Uh, th- no, I don't think I have. Okay, okay. This one is kind of hard i'm not exactly sure what type of game it's supposed to be because it gave me vibes of a bunch of different games this one i think is supposed to be an mmo of some sort because when i was playing through it it felt like like i was in a server and it was a big ass wide open field with a bunch of random enemies walking everywhere and yes an early access title looter shooter hack and slasher uh rpg early access yeah i'm not sure if it's supposed to be an mmo it actually says you can play it solo or cooperatively so maybe it's more of a like action rpg traditionally but it the cool thing i'll say about it is it's a third person action game and it is kind of prototypey where you're you got big jumps you got really devastating melee attacks you got really aggressive superpowers you're shooting fireballs out of your hands you're you're flying and you're gliding in the air and then stumping down from the air to do massive damage. Like is that type of power set, which I find very fun, very appealing. What makes it feel a little underwhelming is I keep calling it an MMO because it feels like an MMO, dude. Like, have you ever played DC Universe online? Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I, that game isn't bad, I don't think. I mean, it, it was good in 2010. Yes. Okay. See, I, I can agree with that. It, it was good in 2010. And this game kind of feels like that vibe where the, the thing about DC Universe Online is it's it's cool. It's fun that they have like this, you know, action style combat system in an MMO, but it still felt like an MMO in, in the way where oh, all these random repeating enemies, like nothing felt like tailored or specific. It all felt like Oh, I'm just grinding. It all felt like very ethereal and everything had health bars on it. And then they disappear as soon as they die. Like it, it just has that like, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like disposable taste to it where, I mean, I'd say the art style is pretty nice as well. And it ran fairly good on my PC, but like it, the whole experience felt disposable. Even if the combat was pretty fun and the moveset was pretty interesting, it just all didn't feel like a substantial thing. Um, now, I, I, I kind of want to keep my eye on it still, because like I said, it's early access. I'm, I'm actually going to add it to my wish list now that I have it open, uh, just because it is interesting. Um, but yeah, it just felt a little underwhelming. Maybe it'll work on a little bit more, bring the polish up a little bit more and make it feel less like, because like even I've talked about this in Borderlands, where you get in, you you kill some NPCs in Borderlands and they feel like just things to shoot. They don't feel like they have a mind outside of attack you. Um, and Almighty Kill Your Gods is definitely that type of thing. It's like mobs in Diablo. <laughs> it's okay. like that. I'm looking at a uh, gameplay of it. Yeah. Yeah. See, the gameplay looks cool, but it's just it just feels empty to me. 
or hollow. Hollow is a better word. So yeah. So that's all I got to say on that one. It's um, I don't want to say it's an outright disappointment. Once again, like Potentia, I think this has even more potential than Potentia. Uh, but they just need to go a little bit further into the like. They just need to go a little bit further with the polish, I think, and then I'd be all for it. But right now, it just feels like, eh, it feels like a solid seven, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's that's what I got on that one. Um, and then I got two more after that. But first, uh, what's another one you want to discuss? Uh, I have two more left, or one more left after this one. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to save the best one for last. And I'll Ooh, talk okay. about The Last Stand Aftermath. Okay. I've heard nothing about this one. So tell me about this while I look at the Steam page to watch along. It is a zombie shooter in in the vein of like how to survive oh. and um like a zombie shooter for a dollar or something or not another zombie shooter that type of thing. I don't know if you heard of that game. <laughs> uh no. Uh long story short, it actually it's very similar to this. It's top down uh tower defense zombies come every wave it's like call of duty zombies but kind of like a top-down flash game version but this like you said how to survive this looks way closer to how to survive as a comparison yeah so like i don't know if the games every time you die you 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 start up you you restart the game as a as an infected Hmm. except it hasn't fully you haven't fully succumbed to the virus or the infection so yeah Every every time you you get in a car to go out and do stuff, you're given uh, meds to take. They'll it won't cure you cure you, but it'll slow the progress like the progression of the virus, huh. like Zombrex. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. And unlike uh, Detonation, w- which had maybe one had one human to hundreds of zombies. On like on one on one on screen, yes, very impressive. Yes, I remember that. This kind of feels more. It feels more realistic. Hmm. Like it'd only be a couple dozen at any given moment trying to attack you. At a certain point, there was only like three or four that could, that almost took me down. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a lot more realistic than yeah. So, like, hmm. e- each character or each each di- character has different type of weapon and play style. Hmm. And let me tell you, there's a certain point where I was going through, like I said, to pick up, um, I was picking up supplies and everything and, and gas. Yeah. It wasn't That's like, cool. it wasn't close to the, how, how it got to how I got, I would got, uh, it wasn't close to how I got when I was playing episode, I think two or three of walking final season of walking dead. Oh, okay. Where I was just like, like I was gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> I can but imagine. It felt like things were there was more balance, or, or things were or ba- yeah, balanced and mm-hmm. where things are like more set. It's not just oh, you have all the power to be able to defend yourself. It feels like more equal footing. Yeah, like the at the straight up beginning of the game, you're you're playing as someone in a car who or gets out of out of a car during during uh, rain or during like, like yeah rainfall. Mm-hmm. And you're radioing someone. Hmm. You have, yeah, I think you have a shotgun. Oh, okay, yeah. You press a button, and then just you're just a sw- a swarm of zombies flood oh. at you. Jesus Christ! And I almost dropped, like I almost dropped my control- dropped my controller because I was like, 
I was not expecting that. <laughs> Immediately in danger. Jesus Christ, that sounds that sounds very intense to say the least. Yeah, this Jesus it's Christ. it could be like I did. I mean, I I really did enjoy what I played, and hopefully the game does well. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, is there a butt coming after that, or is that all you got to say? It sounds like there was a butt. It was yeah. The butt is I just don't want to play it. Ah, okay. Is it like it just feels too stressful to play right now? Yeah. All right, that's fair. In that case, hey, that's a job well done. It sounds like they were kind of going for that vibe. So, hey, I, I'll say shout out to those devs, which, by the way, I was looking this up while you were talking as well. This is made, what is it? The publisher is Armor Games. Do you remember Armor Games? No. They're, you don't. You probably don't know them as a game publisher. Most people might know them, me included, as the Flash game site. What? <laughs> Yeah, this I guess they switched from being from putting out flash games to putting games on Steam because I'm looking at because I clicked it and I was like, all right, are there going to be a bunch of like random flash games here? Not quite, but Gemcraft is on here and Gemcraft is a big flash game on Armor Games back in the day. Well, it's fitting that you called it a flash game type. Does it have that vibe with it as well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, it was or I didn't say that part. I was playing uh, with a controller. But I imagine mm -hmm. playing it with mouse and keyboard would be equally as terrifying. Certainly. And yeah, honestly, uh, that game, The Last Stand Aftermath, looks like one of the only 3D games this publisher's put out. A lot of these are like either 8-bit or some type of top-down shooter or side-scroller. Like They look like a lot of stuff that could have been made in Flash, with the exception of this one. So... It's cool to see them, you know, tiptoeing out into other waters. So, you know, good for them. I actually own one of their games, The Adventure Pals, which I didn't realize. <laughs> so, hey, maybe I'll try that out to see what this publisher makes. But, um, yeah, it sounds like The Last Day in Aftermath is interesting if you want to be stressed the hell out. <laughs> sounds like it might be worth checking out. Um, oh, wow. We only have a couple more minutes left because I know you have a heart out. So uh, let me get to these the some more games here uh so another game that i've been playing uh boomerang x uh have you seen this at all just around the internet uh no all right good so i will talk all about it um long story short this is with the exception of potion craft this might be my most interested game um because boomerang x is a devolver digital published game uh and it is basically like an old school style shooter think like your shadow warrior your i don't know hard reset that type of game um and not the old version i'm talking about the new modern version the the 20 the 2000s version of these franchises um here let me bring this up so i can look at it while i talk uh yeah basically the whole idea of the game is that the only weapon you have is a boomerang you can throw the boomerang with the with the right trigger. Or actually, the right bumper throws the boomerang, but you can charge up the boomerang to do more damage and to let it ricochet off of more things. It'll cut through several enemies whenever you throw it in a straight line, so you have that power. Later on, you get the ability to teleport to the boomerang, so you can't jump in the game. Well, actually, you can, but you can't jump very high. But if there's like a very high ceiling where there's an enemy up there, you can throw the boomerang up there, zip yourself to the position of that boomerang, and then you're just in the sky. Uh, so that's a really cool mechanic. Then later on, you get the ability to slow down time so you can really aim your boomerang at what pinpoint accuracy while you're in the sky falling and everything. 
and you just get a bunch of different abilities. And the whole idea of the game is you're just in different arenas and every round in the arena will be like, all right, there's going to be like 25 enemies spawning, but you'll only have to kill eight specific enemies and you can move on. So it's partially you trying to survive with these large waves. And it's also another part of you just trying to find the the eight specific enemies with the little yellow circle around them that you have to kill to progress. So it doesn't force you to kill a million enemies with just your limited boomerang item, but you do have to kill just enough to keep yourself safe. Because if you get touched every every single time you finish, you know, a set of rounds, you go to a new arena. Every arena gives you a new notch of health. So I was on like arena four, and I only had three notches of health. So I get hit once. That's one notch gone. And that's all I have for every arena. So like I had, so that first arena, I had one notch of health for the entire game. <laughs> and then once I got past that arena, I got another notch of health. And that's all I had for the entire game. There was no starting. The next arena doesn't refill you all the time. It was terrifying. And then you have to, um, what is it? And then they have like one little regeneration pool in every arena to get back one of your uh, health bars. But you have to stay in that spot for several seconds. And that makes it really easy for enemies to swarm you. And so it's just really cool. It's a it's a very cool movement type old school type shooter that I really appreciate. But it does it in a very different way that, you know, I, I can't just jump and wall run and, you know, grapple the things normally. You have to do it all using this one boomerang mechanic. And I think it's really unique. I think it's really fun. And it, it just has Devolver Digital written all over it. This is definitely a game that they would make. And it's pretty damn fun. And it's made from Dang. The developer's name is literally Dang. So <laughs> I got to put some respect on that name. So yeah, Boomerang X, pretty fucking cool. Um, and with that, is there another game that you want to discuss? I think you have one more and I have one more. Yeah, my last game I played was Forgone. Yeah, heard a lot about this one, the quote unquote Dead Cells clone, but it's a lot more than that, apparently. So uh, tell me about it. OK, so for Forgone has you playing as the first arbiter. OK, at, who like you're the way it, the, the game starts is uh, you're at a place called Caligan. Mm, okay. Uh, developed a breed of super soldiers to turn the tide against a rival state. Okay. And you're the first. You're the first arbiter. All right. Mild Halo vibes, but continue. <laughs> oh no! It ha I mean, it, it's it's probably that. It, if anything, it's arbiter and na it name only. Okay, makes sense. Yes. It is like with Dead Cells. It was mainly just. Like Dark Souls esque, and hmm. like in terms of melee and difficulty. Okay, wow. Yeah, just looking at it, it looks it looks much more like Dead Cells, which I know is like super fast and frenetic. But you're you're saying this sounds it's more of a, a lot. And then like there there's like a a portal system where you can warp to different areas in the world. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. The Ooh. one thing I kind of enjoyed doing the most was seeing it like killing a like some minor enemy. And seeing another one that was going to come near, and just shooting them three times, which just kill them, <laughs> just popping them instantly, damn near. Yeah, you it all it, it replenishes health, gives you gold, and it also mm -hmm. makes a very satisfying sound. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking at gifts and videos of this right now, and I can I can already see like the like the little slight slow motion frames they have in combat and stuff like that to make it more satisfying. It looks like it plays pretty well. 
Hmm. Yeah, at a certain point, uh, the first the first upgrade you get is, is a uh, dash. Hmm. Okay. Which, if you if you dash into uh, like one or two enemies, I'll just take them out. Ooh, I like a good offensive offensive a defensive offensive move. I like that. And like uh, Potentia, the last stand aftermath, the, all those games I played, I did not even I just played them, captured footage, and just deleted them. Okay. Uh, for gone, I put in my I added to my wish list because I actually want to play this game. Hell yeah! There we fucking go. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of talk about uh, Forgon because I think it's actually out on I think like Switch or something. It's out somewhere else. Either it's already out or it's coming soon because I've heard talk about it. Uh, so it's cool to see that it resonated with you as well because it definitely looks like a solid game. Hmm. And maybe I need to check it out too. Apparently, because <laughs> I'm someone who really liked Dead Cells, so maybe I should give this one a shot, but yeah. So you'd say Foregon's definitely like your game, your quote unquote game of show for this whole thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, well, I already talked about my game of show potion craft. Uh, the last one that I have on this list here, just so I could talk about it real quick. It's actually very similar to uh, almighty. Um, but this one is Sherwood extreme. Um, this one, once again, controller support, this is like an action it's like a physics-y action game. Uh, the whole idea is that you, it's like old timey, you know, Robin Hood type era. And you are just a dude with a bow and arrow and you're just hitting backflips in slow motion, shooting people in the head with arrows. Um, the, the art style is kind of like, think, uh, what, what landfall games, they make a lot of games in a similar art style. Um, let me see if I can see one of their games. Yeah, totally accurate battle simulator. If you ever seen that, oh yeah, 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 it's that type of art style. Um, so it's very like kind of soft edges, and you know, it, it, it's very goofy, it's very silly. But I had some fun with it. There was some. I don't know if it's my controller. I hope it's not my controller. But there was a slight drag when using a controller. It would just like slightly drift to the side perpetually until I started using my mouse and on my mouse, it was fine. But then sometimes I would have the controller plugged in while the, while using the mouse and the mouse would be drifting. But I don't know if that's a software thing or my hardware is fucking up, but yeah, other than that, I had some pretty, some pretty good times with it. Uh, I did get, once I played through the opening level, I got put into like this little, uh, I guess town hub or something where it had like a gem store to buy like premium currency and all this stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is all of this? And then I, I looked it up just now while talking about it. And apparently the game's listed as free to play. So if this is a free to play title, when it releases in March this year, that is actually pretty cool. I don't know if this is like the type of game I would want to play, you know, for a million hours to unlock a, a rare skin or something. And it has online co-op. This is definitely the type of game that would be fun with friends because it's all about just doing random parkour stunts. There's grapple hooks. There's jump pads. There's there's a lot of potential here for some fun. Um, but, you know, this this feels disposable as well, but not in the same way that Almighty felt, where Almighty felt just cheap. Sherwood Extreme feels a little bit more polished and it feels a little bit more substantial but it does feel because it comes off as a free-to-play title you're just here to have a couple minutes of fun shoot a couple things have a couple laughs get some octane and then bop out 
So yeah, it looks like a solid game. I, I would recommend people try to demo, especially. Uh, and if it is free to play when it comes out, this is one that I could definitely see myself trying a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say on that one. And that wraps up all of our thoughts on just a handful of the games from the Steam Games Festival of February 2021. We have wrapped it up. Excellent. And now we have four minutes to wrap this up before you have a heart out. So let's do this. Uh, <laughs> so um, as you know, housekeeping time, that's what comes at the end of the show. Um, all of the games that we uh, that y'all have captured footage of. So all of those are going to be on a playlist that. I. Oh, wow. Why am I getting called right now? Don't call me. Give me a minute. Um, hey, at anyway, least ringtone and go off. Yeah. <laughs> I did mute my phone like halfway through the podcast because I was like, that's not about to happen today. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, we have a we have a wish list or not a wish list. We have a playlist of the gameplay from a lot of these games that you heard us talk about here. You can find that in the description down there. Steam Game Festival. Uh, what is that? Deposits game? Is that the name of oh wait, no, that's <laughs> cancel that. It's the first video in that list, but I'm going to have to change that to the list of the actual uh, playlist. Anyway, I'll fix it later, but the link is down there. You can go ahead and check that out. Um, wow. So someone commented on one of the videos. Um, this channel is huge. How the hell you only have few few views per video? I'm just like, sir, you're you're nice, but I also don't know what you mean by huge. Um, I, think, it's all good. I think that for the person meant... We have a lot of videos for the channel, yet we have so little views and subscribers. Ah, that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, guy. Hey, that's up to y'all. Listeners out there, hit up the YouTube channel. Check some of our videos. I'm putting up some videos pretty soon myself. I'm going to be putting that Life is Strange. That is going to be hitting the site pretty soon. Uh, and, the Let's uh, Play. There's going to be mm -hmm. another uh, VGU Game Night video going up sometime soon. Ooh, hell yeah. Let's fucking go. Uh, it's it's a part two sort of to the first one that went up recently. Excellent, excellent. Shoot, I I I need to get in the group chat and ask about that because you know I might slide in on that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what y'all are. I don't want to break plans that are already established, but we'll we'll see about that. Yeah, um, uh, the the first one, first uh, VG game night video was myself, Graydon, and Josh playing Warhammer Vermintide Two. Mm, okay. And just good one. going crazy at like how just just warped that game is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> great point. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential for comedy in a game like that. Good shit all around. So yeah, go ahead and check those out. We'll we'll have those videos on the on the YouTube channel, which is always linked down there below. Um, also, the uh, video where Alan tries Fortnite for the first time, I, like I said earlier, that is linked in description. You'll be able to see that there. Um, we also have another episode of Hyper Time to Podcast, this one for Milestone Media, which is another. Actually, let me click this one and make sure I'm not going to misspeak. Uh, is this another uh, kind of like the last episode uh, we're celebrating this month? Here, let me see. The, uh, the, the February episodes of Hyper Time are focused on. Well, Milestone is part of it. It's. Mm -hmm. The big, the epicenter of it is Dwayne McDuffie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And which is uh, something of uh, uh, an imprint that he co-founded. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And it is blowing the the milestone in particular episode is blowing up on the site. 
Hell yeah. I saw some bars going up around that and I was like, let's fucking go. Hyper time, let's get some fucking love. Yeah, the la- the last uh what the last two days it's been like the top ranked thing on the site. So I'm like, yeah, man. Love to see it, dude. Love and to I'm, fucking I'm, see it. I'm I'm glad because of how like how, my, how like all the hard work that Josh puts into the like the the, the research and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he damn near makes a book report for every episode. I'm, it's really is commendable, dude. I, I really love it. I really appreciate him getting that shine. So, yeah. And then for the rest of y'all, go ahead and listen to it. It'll be in the podcast feed. You can scroll up or click the link to go watch it. Um, well, to go listen to it and read along his notes. Um, and speaking of Josh, uh, his most anticipated games of this year, 2021. Uh, he wrote about some of those games, and you can go ahead and see what he's looking forward to. A lot of different titles of all different types in there uh same thing for al your most anticipated games that may or may not release this year (laughs) we'll actually see later um but yeah you can go ahead and look to see what al's looking forward to you already know mlb's one of them but there's others on there so give it a gander you know um and then also i'll just say real quick i am not only gonna do an anticipated games thing because i did write that up i gotta get get it uh looked over by one of y'all first but um yeah my anticipated games article will go out sometime in the next few days and also next week i'm gonna be on a lot of shit so uh penultimate conquest is gonna have me on something and another kind of funny best friend hit me up for a stream on tuesday i forget the name of his show right now but peep the twitters you know me and al's twitters are always in the description so you'll see what's going on there and then on the next episode of our podcast i'll link directly to that show uh whatever it is i'm forgetting it right now but i will add it down there after the fact um and yeah that's pretty much all the housekeeping i have it is 701 so i don't want to keep you too late after your heart out so uh yeah let's go ahead and wrap this up uh thank you once again al for hopping on with me it's been a while but i'm glad we're back at it feels great to be back hell fucking yeah man feels great indeed and um, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and let you bounce out. I'm gonna maybe play a little Apex and then watch this uh, Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. So I'm ready to fucking go. Uh, I'm watching that. I cannot wait to watch that tomorrow. Oh hell yeah, man! It's about to be. Oh, it's about to be. If I if I can't have a loved one with me tomorrow on the 14th, then I will take this as a constellation. <laughs> so let's mean, fucking go. You mean the 13th? Oh shit! Yeah, it's still the 12th. Fuck! I'm used to recording this at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it is what it is. All right. Without further ado, this has been Alan Muir. This has been Emmett Watkins Jr. Thank y'all for listening to the Players Club podcast. We'll see you next time. And as I always say, keep it real. Keep it true. Play on players. What if I start saying that? Ooh, that would be cool. All right. I'm just going to end it there. <laughs>